Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, and welcome back to, or if it's your first time, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I started this podcast, my gosh, over five years ago with the intent of just having access to some really interesting people who are doing cool things. I've been working for myself now for almost 11 years, and I know one thing is true, and that is success leaves clues. That's why I try to get in conversation with and share with all of you who listen, conversations with entrepreneurs who are growing businesses, who have launched out on their own, who really have just taken the bull by the horns for this entrepreneurship. And today's show kind of excites me because it's a field, it's an industry I know nothing about. Now, this might be generationally why I know nothing about it, because I'm in my 50s. And when you think of esports, you think of like these kids who are playing video games in these giant arenas. And I don't get it, but guess what? It's becoming one of the biggest, most profitable sporting and entertainment industry uh, things out there. And so today I have someone from a company that that's what they do. I have Alex Martin from athletes.gg and we are gonna talk esports, we're gonna talk entrepreneurship and we're gonna talk success. Hey Alex, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for having me, Tom. So. You know, you started off your career working for a startup. You were in kind of that fast-paced world as an employee. The company tripled in size, et cetera, et cetera. And one day you decided, you know what? I'm starting my own business and I'm doing it in esports. And why don't you just give me your background? Who is Alex? How did you get through that and what you did and, and why esports? Yeah, so um, obviously like any, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 28 years old. Uh, any anyone that grew up um, in my age like loved video games, right? Um, I took. See, a I grew further. up. I grew up when the only video game was Pong. I actually remember a friend got Pong and connected <laughs> it to his TV, and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. But I think that I've been locked in that era ever since. It's never too late to join. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, I took it a little step farther. So I always wanted to like make video games. Uh, you know, so when I was eight, like, uh, I, my, my dad bought me like a, a how to program like video games in basic. Um, and then like, you know, once you start making like these tiny video games, like you got to place, have a place to put them. So learn how to like make, make websites and stuff like that. Um, but like when I got to like college, I actually applied uh, for classical voice and business, completely different things. Cause I, 
Classical uh, voice. Wait a minute. We're not going to let that slide. Let's back <laughs> up. What was what was your background with that? I mean, you were playing video games and making websites, but you were obviously singing too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know in high school uh, and middle school, I was a big part of like a uh, you know choir and like uh, musicals and stuff like that. And like I, I always say this, but it's it's weird. In in um, I went to public school, but like the the kids that like did that kind of stuff were actually usually like pretty cool. Um, I was in and, dr- I uh, was the drama guy. Oh, I, I was present. I was president of the drama club at my high school. There we go. Yeah, I, I owe that part of my life to actually like help me learn how to be social and like talk to people. I'll tell you um, what, I make my living as a professional speaker and people are like, how did, how did you get into going into corporations and doing training and, and keynote speaking? How did that happen? And I always tell the story that I wanted to be an actor as a kid, but I never had the guts. I never had the balls to go out and try it. Now, it was a different era. We didn't have the internet. You couldn't make your own videos and post them. I mean, Probably if I was a kid today, I would have gone for it. And, you know, because you're just exposed to it. But in my day, I didn't know how. There was no one in my family in the entertainment industry. Now, here's the really sad part, Alex. I grew up in Los Angeles. Oh, man. I mean, I was right there. And I never, I never did anything with that desire. So then later in life, as I started in business, every now and then you'd have to give a speech. And people were like, wow, you're really good. You're captivating up there as a, as a presenter. And I started to fine tune it and learn it. And it filled that gap for me uh, of wanting to be an actor. So I always say that, that that got me to where I am today. And yet for anyone, I think that you know having that basics of entertainment can make you better in your job because you just get over the butterflies, the fear of, of standing up and talking. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, it, it really helped like shape my personality for sure. Uh, and um, yeah, I think uh, I wish more people would like get into that kind of stuff. And so where'd you go to college? Kind of stuff. Uh, I went to, I attended a uh, Fordham university and, you okay. know, going along with like the fact I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I actually changed, I got in for business, uh, but I changed my major right before that to pre-med in chemistry. Hmm. Pre, um, pre-med. I, now I didn't introduce you as Dr. Alex Martin. So we, we, <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. So uh, basically, um, by my junior year, I realized I do not want to be in school this long. I'm like, academia is not my thing. Um, I'm like, the way I learn is I like to experiment more than like, you know, being lectures and stuff like that. So we don't uh, want we don't want our doctors experimenting on us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, I, I got lucky, you know, uh, the Fordham University is like primarily a business school, especially the College of Rose Hill in the Bronx where I went. Um, and that year they were starting a uh, an incubator for their their students. Um, and I was an RA, uh, like the, the one of the students that like lives on the floor and takes care of like the other kids. Um, and I was an RA for a business uh, floor, right? And so there were a lot of kids that had these great ideas but they couldn't execute because they didn't have technical skills right so i was like hey i can i can fill that gap i can be like your like kind of cto so uh, without knowing what an agency was i basically started like sign a kind of like agency um uh to to help these businesses these business kids out Hmm. um so one thing led to another and then like uh, my friend serendipitously called me up said hey like there's a um one of my friends is starting a new company in austin texas you should come out and like check it out and i was like oh my god like i why would i ever want to move to texas (laughs) then he sold me with a chilancho burger and take me on the river um uh so um yeah uh that kind of you know i would say like what the fake startups i like started in college like helped me kind of get that experience to like actually join a real startup 
uh, here in Austin. And then I've been hopping through startups ever since. So. so now you've got your own startup. So let's talk about that. What caused you to to make that leap and why esports? Yeah, so esports is always something I was passionate about even before it was called esports. Um, so I'm like, you know, when it, I was It young, used to be just called video games, right? Yeah, it used to be called just chilling in the basement, like with like your huge computers with a bunch of friends, right? <laughs> so my, my, my nephew is huge into that stuff. And especially when he was a teenager, he wasn't, he had a headset and he would play against people from all over the world. And I, and like I said, it was like, wow, that fascinating. Right. Yeah. I honestly, in, in middle school, I would say my best friends were all virtual. Like I, I'd never met them in real life, you know, just talking on AOL instant messenger, uh, or like on like uh, I used I, when I was making games I used a, a program called Game Maker and they had forums and they, you would like collaborate that way. Um, so yeah, like uh, it, it's been a huge part of my life. Um, and like I, I knew um, even when I when I moved to Austin, I I really got into esports with Super Smash Brothers. Um, I, that's like the first esport I really started paying attention to, besides like Counter Strike and Starcraft. Uh, which might all be foreign names to you. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, um, you know, basically just watching these ki- like these these folks play and then like uh, learning about Twitch and like watching streamers. Um, I, I really enjoyed the how esports work because it's it's got the internet to help it. So like you'll never be able to play a game with LeBron James for like physical and security reasons and financial reasons. But uh, for these top players, you can like go on their stream. uh, And if they're doing a game where like anyone can join in, like you just wait in line, you can join in and play with them and interact with them. And I think that is like amazing. Uh, And even like at physical tournaments, like they're really approachable. I mean, like when you get to like the tier one esports, like League of Legends, where like they're in these huge arenas, not so much. (laughs) But in uh, the fighting game community, which I care about the most, like it's still very grassroots. Uh, and it's still very easy to like interact with the community. Well, I'll be honest, it amazes me. They sell out these giant arenas and actually they're building a hotel in Vegas right now that's going to have the, one of the largest esports arenas uh, in the world. And, you know, it's like I heard this, uh, you know, at a conference I was at, someone was talking about what this arena is going to be about. And they were showing videos of people watching in arenas, watching video games and you know, around the world, they sell these things out. So it's it's a big business. It's not going away anywhere soon. They're they're adding arenas. So uh, I think I think you're on to something with, with what you're doing. So tell us about athletes.gg. What what is your scope? What do you do in the world of esports? Yeah. So we're a data company focused on the esports athlete. Um, so one of the things I found is there's so much data uh, being collected on these athletes, um, both like social media wise and uh, competitively, but like the systems aren't really talking to one another. Um, so if you're a up and coming athlete and you're trying to demonstrate your value as like an entertainer or a competitor, uh, there's like no like LinkedIn where like you can just see all of the, 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 uh, the accomplishments and like get all that data. Um, you know, the, the one thing that really struck me is I was talking to, um, uh, a guy that runs a, uh, esports um, uh, both a stadium and a, uh, a program to like teach, you know, f- uh, folks how to like be successful in esports. And like, he called up this like guy that's been in like the street fighter community for like 15 years to say, Hey, come to my tournament. Like, we'd love to have you here. You'd be a great name. And all he asked for was like, a uh, 
uh, his hotel room to be comped when like this guy was ready to you know, shell out a few thousand dollars to get him here. So like even like the top players that have been here for a long time don't know what they're worth. And I wanted to fix that. Um, and there's also just like a lack of, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of the sports, there's there's lack of um, an app that lets you like see everything that you need to know about the game, like get all the notifications, like remind you when like a player is about to play and stuff like that. So. So, so have we gotten to the point in this industry where you have like sort of the stage parents like we have in, in acting or we have in sports where the parents are like really, you know, investing in the kid, trying to make sure that they're going to go pro? Has that has that side happened yet in, in your business of the parents coming on and figuring out how do we determine the value or is it still just kind of a one off? Somebody's like, oh, I should figure out what to do with this. Uh, no, totally. Um, so there's. Uh, I've personally been approached by parents, you know, asking about what they need, like, you know, hey, should I really have my kid be doing this? What do you really think about like this community? Uh, what do you think about like the social media aspects? Um, you know, what do you think about like um, all like the the rage you see from like kids that are like losing stuff like that? Um, and then like you know, there's um there's a company called Super League Gaming, uh, which is like an amateur esports league uh, that like IPO'd a couple years ago. So like is definitely a real thing like uh, you're where like instead of a soccer mom you've got like a esports mom so do we have agents like jerry Maguire? is it is it show me the money is that happening yeah there's uh so like loaded.gg um is a is probably the biggest agency in the uh the scene uh and you'll know like the major client they have is ninja which I'm sure even you've heard about, right? <laughs> that that was a nice gener- that was a nice Gen X to, to Gen Gen X to, uh, to to millennial. That was a nice uh, uh, a thwart at me there. Even you have heard of this. <laughs> well, yeah, the dude's been on the cover of ESPN. Yeah, um, and, and like you know the whole uh, talk about him going to Mixer, you know, and so and leaving Twitch, uh, you know, and the fact that the NFL is paying him to do like. Uh, you know, little commercials on his Twitter feed and stuff like that. Like, um, he's definitely the guy that's bridged the mainstream community with like esports the most. I would say. So you so. mentioned the 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 agency, and then you mentioned your company, and they're both .gg. So obviously, that's something to do with this industry. That's the 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 URL that people are using. What is that all about? Right. So when you're pl- when you finish playing like a soccer game or a baseball game, you all line up uh, to shake hands. What do you say? To each other good game yep exactly uh, so gg is just short for good game nice nice yeah so like uh it's you know like lol is just like a short for laugh out loud it's same thing gg i know what that means thank you <laughs> so you've now been you know you started off working in startups after after college you know you kind of put your hand to it in college now you have your own startup what do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur what's what's great about it you know, definitely being able to work on something uh, I'm super passionate about is the best part. And seeing people actually use, you know, what I've built uh, is it, it's always what's made me the happiest uh, wherever I work is like actually watching people um, be successful with the things that I've made. Um, and like, you know, uh, the the company which I used to work for, it's, it's a CTI company like computer telephony integration. You know, not the sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> um uh, but being able to actually go into something that I think is like a big part, is going to be a big part of the future. Um, and also something that I've grown up with, uh, is definitely the, the best part. 
So what advice do you have? This this show is, you know, most of the listeners are people who are either just starting off or they want to sort of leave that corporate world and, and do their own thing. What advice do you have for someone who wants to become an entrepreneur, maybe maybe start a, a startup, maybe in the gaming industry? What advice do you have? Yeah, so uh, I, I got a couple of things. So one, if there's a will, there's a way. That's like, you will, like, if you really want to make it work, you will find a way to make it work. And, um, you know, one of the things I've... You know, I'm still young, only 28, but like one of the things I've come to realize is like the things that feel like are going to be the most impactful to your life or like, um, like, for example, like your first kiss or like, uh, like, you know, when you're like, uh, I don't know, jumping out of plane, um, you know, like you think like, oh, my God, like um, there's like it's going to be like this grand thing that's going to happen when it's not. It's like it's just like another part of life. So like I. You know, obviously taking the jump to start your own company is not uh, what most people do, but like it's just another thing that you take, like it's, there's steps along the way, there's steps, um, you know, during the whole entire thing where you can like course, like uh, correct and adjust. And like, it's, it's not like you're, you're gonna fail outright. You will fail, but multiple times and you'll also succeed multiple times. Um, So it's don't, like you will figure out uh, a way to make it happen if you really want it. Well, and your, your point about you're going to have failures in this, even if your company doesn't fail, you're going to have good years and bad years. You're going to have ups and downs. I've been working for myself for 11 years. And for the first, you know, eight years, it was just up, 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 up. And then the first year I didn't make bigger numbers. It was like, what? And then I realized that, oh, that's just, you know, this, the little hiccup in the road makes you a little bit stronger if you don't roll up in a ball and die. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, you know, that's a lot of people say, like, if you want to start a startup, go work at a startup, like you'll get um, a good feeling and you will, you definitely will. um, But you until you actually go and do your own thing and go zero to one for the first time, uh, you won't really understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's okay. You won't you shouldn't like if if you understood, then like, like if it was easy everyone would be doing it uh and like you in order to push yourself you have to do something new you have yeah. to do something you've never done before and if it was totally um, easy to do nobody would listen to a show called cool things entrepreneurs do because everybody would just be doing cool things exactly exactly and like like you said like with the ups and downs like when when you're like early stage like like uh we are uh even like hour to hour sometimes it's ups and downs right <laughs> you'll get amazing news one time and one hour and then the next hour you'll like you'll find out like you know, someone's like, hey, we don't really we don't really want to, you know, use your product or something like that. You know, um, the older I get, the more I realize that everybody struggles with their own stuff, right? It can be it's different for everybody, but everybody has their own demons. Everybody has their own things they deal with. How important do you think it is for an entrepreneur to learn to, number one, trust themselves and number two, to like themselves? Uh, it's definitely very important. Um, and you know, if the, the one thing um, that's super important when you're, you know, starting um, your own thing is you're probably doing something that is on the edge that people aren't thinking about. So you won't necessarily have uh, folks that will like, uh, you know, give you the positive feedback that you need to keep going. You need to, there, there are times where I'm like, I can't believe you know, we got this to work out. Like, I can't believe I had the audacity to think that, like, we can make this happen. Um, you know, for example, like, 
uh, we just finished a tournament uh, a month ago in Detroit. It was uh, for Super Smash Brothers. It's like the last big event of the year uh, with like uh, that stream had 95,000 people watching at its max uh, peak viewership. And like, you know, what we did was we gave data to the event and they had our slides on the event showing like, uh, you know, historical information about the athletes, which is something that people are, haven't been doing. And like, I, so when like I, when you're, so is it the type of thing, like when you're watching the NFL and they show you like the college stats of the quarterback, that type of stuff? Yeah, nice. exactly. Nice. That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was sitting at our booth and like thinking like, wow, I, I went from watching this tournament in my PJs a year ago <laughs> and just like as a regular fan to actually having like a physical presence at the event and changing how the broadcast works. Like, like I would like if someone told me I would have done that a year, like they'd be like, you are an arrogant son of a bitch, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you think you can do that? But like you, you have to, you, you it's a point where like, you're not even thinking that that's stupid. You're just thinking, how am I going to, how will this ha- like? How will I make it happen? Because I know I can make it happen. Um, so one of know. one of the things I do is I go into companies and I work with teams about this gap that exists for people, not just entrepreneurs but employees as well. This gap between potential and performance. I mean, we hire Becky into the company and we think, oh my God, she's so fabulous. She has so much potential. She's going to change our, our company. And then a year later, we're transitioning Becky out of the business. Well, how come? If she had potential, why didn't it work out? Well, because potential doesn't equal results. So why do you think some entrepreneurs, because you've seen enough of them, even in your short life, you've seen some of them who they have potential and they just flounder. And you've seen others and they have potential. And a year later, they're in the booth changing the way the broadcast happens. How come some people get farther across that gap? Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a cliche in you know start in like business but it's like execution execution right uh, you have to execute you can have all these great intentions but if you don't figure out a way to execute like they don't become a reality um and like uh if you want to keep up like sports analogies like you know uh some fighters like in the boxing ring are great until they take a punch right <laughs> and then they're on the floor like crumpled down um so you know th- I think the the biggest part is being able to work through those those like those valleys. Um, how do you pick yourself back up? How do you uh, work with the team? Communicate? Uh, find like the people that you need to talk to to like help you figure out how to how to get out of that valley. Um, and just you know having that grit, um, you know, definitely goes a long way. Like um, you, it's it's definitely more important to be able to figure out how to find out the answers than it is to actually have the answer sometimes because sometimes the answers change. Mm-hmm. Um, so like being able to just like even being able to get like to 75% way there um, can be, you know, hugely beneficial to how you, you know, succeed. So, so that's actually brings up another question that, that, uh, you know, I was just thinking about, and that is two, two folds to this question. First of all, someone my age kind of, I, I snicker, I catch myself sort of smiling when I refer to people playing video games as athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, also, though, the stuff that they go through to be world-class is probably very similar to what LeBron James has to go through to be world-class. So my first part of this question is, what are the similarities? Because when I think video gamer, I think kid in mom's basement with Doritos. But what are the similarities between the esports athletes and the you know traditional on-the-field athletes, if you will? Uh, and then where do those similarities go to entrepreneurs? Cool. 
Yeah. So uh, between esports athletes and regular athletes, like you still have to practice, you still have to be able to grind and like really care about the sport you're playing. Um, and, um, you know, uh, it's it, a lot of these players that you, you see like being successful, like they didn't just turn on the, well, some of them might have, you know, there's this one player that like his first tournament he went to, he won it. You know, but that's not the usual case. Like my favorite um, competitor and streamer, Nairo, um, he like he's very open about like, hey, I like lost everything like <laughs> the first like year. Uh, I didn't become good until like I grinded and went to all those weekly tournaments and like played and practiced um, that I really like brought out my full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the same thing with like Michael Jordan, like he got cut from his like high school team. Right. And like he worked really hard and like, you know, He's yeah, the guy free throws that. every morning, no, no matter what. That's right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, having that um, tenacity is is always important. And then, um, you know, the, the thing I like, I enjoy most um, bet- between the sports is like talking about the, um, the personality and the psychology of like the athlete. And that is the most prevalent in like 1v1 sports. And it's the same case if you're looking at like tennis or if you're looking at... Um, like the fighting game, like uh, Street Fighter or Smash Brothers, um, it's it, we, we, what we like. For example, when you see Djokovic, like you know, slamming his racket or something like that, uh, what we call that in esports is getting tilted. You get tilted. Um, so being able to, you know, take that emotion and channel it in the right way to like focus and really think about how you're playing is like probably the most important thing when it comes to being a top player, because. Um, you know, um, like I said, it's like it's it even like even though these games are like they look like they're, um, you know, just pushing buttons and things like that. It's it's like it's a puzzle that you need to solve. And with one v one finding games, it's like you're solving puzzles while you're also dizzing, like dishing out puzzles to the other person. And so like being able to just channel and focus and like um, use that emotional energy um, is so important in both both kinds of sports. So then relating that to entrepreneurship, is it the same thing? Oh yeah, totally. You know, again, using those, uh, the feelings of those ups and downs, um, you know, using like both like the energy when you're low um, to figure out, you know, what you need to get out of it. And like when you're, when you're successful and then like you're, you're hitting all your, your KPIs and stuff like that, like, you know, not getting too ahead of yourself and like really understanding, make sure like you, you are, you know, focusing on your core, uh, you know, values as a company. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same kind of thing. So Alex, I've got a couple more questions for you, but first I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and the guidance to ensure that you're gonna sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Alex Martin. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this podcast. So Alex, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? Yeah, so it's it's got to a point where um, we're actually bringing a lot more people onto the team, um, 
And, you know, again, this is like talking about zero to one and really like, you know, when you doing doing it the first time is, you know, is what you need to do in order to like actually learn from it, like reading like a book or like reading like Pierre Steele's book on that, like doesn't really give you a sense unless you do it. So like, um, you know, getting to the point where like, hey, like we've gotten all like enough success that like people are interested interested in joining the team and like actually having like you know a roadmap of like what we need to do um you know so you know for us we what we want to tackle is like the uh the college recruitment uh, part of esports i think it's very much going to go the route of traditional sports where like you have filter programs so we want to shape that 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 um that uh kind of future and like really help these kids like figure out you know that's awesome what they need to do That's awesome. And I want everyone over 50 who's listening to think for a minute that you could have had a scholarship to college for playing video games. That's just amazing. I I don't think they offered that for Pong. (laughs) Well, I don't know what the numbers are for uh, American colleges, but I just talked to a professor of esports in in Canada, and he said, yeah, there are over 200 varsity programs in Canada alone. So. A professor of esports. See, this is the thing I love is that the world is changing. And if you blink, it's going to be really hard to keep up. So get, get ready, everybody. The world is changing. And, you know, five years ago, we couldn't have interviewed somebody when we started the show. There probably wasn't anyone to interview doing what you're doing. And yet now, you know, they're probably out there and you probably have competitors. Exactly. Exactly. It's it, And I, I welcome that because that just means like, you know, this is a real thing. It's growing and, you know, it's going to be inevitability. So. So Alex, I'm really enjoying this conversation and, you know, we could talk about, about your business. We could talk about you for hours. However, I think great entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask the people who come on the show, who do you admire when you look at the entrepreneur sphere? Who do you say she or he, they're doing the cool stuff? Yeah. So this will come to no surprise to anyone that knows me, but I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift, both uh, personally and professionally. Um, and I'm sure you know, she's a listener of the show, so I'm sure that's a huge <laughs> shout out. Hi, Taylor. Thanks again. You know, yeah, if you want to intro me, let me know. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I, I admire her so much, um, for, you know, how, how her career has gone. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, um, if you read some threads, you're like, say, oh, like her dad is rich and stuff like that. But like, you know, let, let's be real. You need like connections and you need money. To, to make it that big. Yeah, but you, but you need to put in that it's the execution, execution, and that woman yeah. has worked very hard. Exactly, yeah. So, like, um, her parents, like, took a leap of faith on her and actually moved, you know, to, to Nashville to, like, help her career get kickstarted. Um, you know, you still had to, like, impress all the right people and, like, write good songs. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate the way she thinks about, like, uh, reaching her audience, you know, in, in her case, her customer base. Um, so like one of my favorite quotes from her was like, Hey, why do you write all this specific stuff about your songs? Like why do you put people's names in? Why do you say 3am all the time? Um, and she's like, well, a lot of people write stuff that's generic to reach a larger audience. Right. Which is like, it's, it's a totally valid approach. And it's obviously worked for like thousands of, uh, artists, but I, I think you listen to a song because there's one thing and there's only one thing in that song that like it resonates with you so hard. That's all you care about. So that's why I put in as many like um, specific details that I've experienced and I'm hoping that it will connect with you. And I think like, that's kind of like, you know, when you're building a product, you know, you want to start out with that one 
like thing that's so valuable that your customers need it and like they will go along with the rest they'll you know, you'll figure the rest out um so I, I really appreciate that from like personal and a professional standpoint and like um and also like the way she does merch um nowadays like it's kind of like what fortnite is doing and how they make billions of dollars like every month mm-hmm. um they so there's a, like the limited like um time thing so like in fortnite they they make a bunch of skins and stuff like that but they say like oh like um like you can only have the skin for a month and then it's gone and it's like oh it's only like 3.99 like i should probably get that skin you know <laughs> that artificial scarcity and like she's kind of doing the same thing with her merch she's like oh like this merch is only available for like a week and then like a new batch of merch comes out so she's kind of like following a similar method to um how like like the, in the esports industry like makes money which i thought was like super funny to see but it, it works right well it's definitely the first time that taylor swift has been shouted out on 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 the show so if you're listening to the show you can go and uh, uh click the link and put it on uh put it on to uh twitter or wherever because i know she does her own social media and pays attention to that tag taylor let her know she's mentioned and that alex would like to go on a date with her because apparently she'll if she's dating somebody she'll break up with them in a week no no she's no she's she's been in a long relationship i hope like i there's like i hope she gets married because she's like seems super happy i just want to be best friends with her oh okay all right good 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 to know Ta- taylor if you need a new best friend it's alex all right, last question I ask everybody who comes on the show is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think it's about more than making money. I, I think if we're fortunate, and to be entrepreneurs, we're so fortunate, we have to find a way to help others. What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously I don't, we aren't making enough money to like do like huge like uh, financial contributions to like to things. But uh, the whole entire idea of athletes such as you started with like benefiting like esports athletes, right? So, um, you know, I I never want to charge like the athlete anything. Like, I want like the sponsors and teams to, like to foot the bill. Um, but like more um, currently, what we can do is like we've been helping these events. Um, like I said, with like the data, right? Um, and the the best part of that to me is when a person that isn't a top athlete goes on stream and they see their face and their like stats on the screen not expecting it and then like you hear their friends cheer and like you know so basically uh, you know, one of the things i always want to do is I, like the the communities are are like uh especially in fighting games it's grassroots like nintendo isn't like paying anyone to do anything they're just doing it out of the goodness of like they love the game they love the community aspect they, they want to help grow the scene um so we want to do the same so like uh you know basically like the stuff that we do like the data we have like you know if you are like a weekly tournament like you know use it for free like you know we just want people to to continue playing the games uh continue growing the scene and um it it doesn't happen um it has to happen both at the activity top with like those huge arenas and also those locals that happen like your comic book stores or like uh you know uh, Alamo Draft House and, hmm. and things like that. So nice. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming and sharing here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I, I appreciate you. And if someone's listening and they're like, I need to know more about what his company's about, or I need to know this guy, Alex Martin, how do they find you? Yeah. So athletes.gg is the URL. It's also like our Twitter, Instagram, everything. 
Um, and then for me personally, I use suit up Alex for, for everything. There so. you go. Suit up Alex, go find him on all the social medias. Hey, and thank you to everybody who tuned in. I say it every show, if it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this? It's all about you guys. We, we, we get these people here because success leaves clues and hopefully you walk away with a, something you didn't know before, a little nugget, a little inspiration, or just an idea that helps you on your journey to entrepreneurship. Hey, come back in a couple of days. We're going to interview somebody just as cool as Alex. I know you're thinking, how is that possible? But it is. We'll find them. Uh, but in the meantime, challenge yourself. Push yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.